News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. Now, later this morning, Agriculture Minister Charlie McConnell-Logue will address the Joint Oireachtas Committee on Environment and Climate Action uh, to discuss the review of the 2023 Climate Action Plan. Minister McConnell-Logue joins us. Now, Minister, you've got your work cut out because we, we know we are the worst offenders in the EU when it comes to greenhouse gases. We know that while we're hitting some of our targets, uh, or 80% of our targets, that our emissions are still in increasing. What changes are you going to make? What are you going to tell the committee? Yeah, well, good morning, Shane. And listen, it's, it's a big challenge across the economy uh, to uh, turn around our emissions uh, direction and bring about that reduction between now and 2030, which will achieve 51% overall economy-wide produ- um, reduction. But it's something we as a government are massively committed to and across all government departments that we're stepping out, and particularly in agriculture and food um, and marine space, it's something I'm absolutely committed to. And I have to say, and it, it doesn't always get recognised, it's something farmers are very committed to as well. Um, we work yeah, hard. Fine words, Minister, but uh, you're, you're not actually backing it up with, with results and with actions. Well, we are, absolutely, Shane. Um, just yesterday, for example, I uh, announced that 46,000 farmers will be in the new, will be in the new environmental scheme acres um, this year, which is 50% oversubscribed, the largest ever, uh, largest ever application rate from farmers, and uh, got uh, support from my government colleagues to bring the additional funding in place that will see fa- those farmers, for example, be able to benefit, uh, in most cases, up to 7,000 euro uh, this year for massive work that they're doing in relation to um, addressing the biodiversity challenges we have, but particularly the emissions crisis as well. And that's just that's just one example, Shane. Across the board, um, by 2030, what we need to achieve um, in agriculture is a 25% reduction as part of our contribution to the economy-wide um, targets. Mm. And that's something that farmers are t- have already been taking significant steps on, and we're stepping out further. And this morning at the um, uh, Raptors Environmental Com- um, Committee, I'll be discussing with the committee the various measures that are underway and also the various additional measures that we are stepping out and how the farming community are actually contributing to this. And it's not something the farming community haven't done before. If you look at from 1998, for example, to 2011, uh, we saw farmers across this country reduce their emissions by 15% over that period from 1998 to 2011. With the removal of dairy quotas in 2014, we saw an increase over that period of time, but not because of latent capacity in the system. But livestock numbers have stabilised over the last three, four years. And the journey we're now on is bringing down our emissions once again, while maintaining um, our, our productive capacity in relation to food production as okay. well. And in that, there's lots of opportunities for farmers in terms of income, and it's really crucial that they are recognised for the massive work that they're doing, both in terms of the contribution they're okay. making to reductions, but also in terms of the, the work and income that they need to derive from that. Too. Yeah, just a couple of stats in response to that. Ireland uh, had the highest increase in greenhouse gas pollution across the EU in the third quarter of last year, up 17%. In the same period, the Netherlands went down 5%. Individually we're one of the largest polluters of greenhouse gases in Europe. If everybody in the world lived like we did, the temperature would apparently already be three degrees higher than it is now. Like, we're a basket case. We're, we're certainly not a basket case. We, ha- we have a significant challenge because of the economic growth that we have seen, and particularly some of the challenges as well around uh, COVID, obviously, over the last year, and, and particularly um, the, the challenges, energy challenges emerging from Ukraine as well. But we are a, a government who are absolutely committed to delivering an emissions reduction and absolutely recognise the imperative 
of us as a country delivering on our international obligations and indeed of working at international level to make sure other countries step up to the mark as well because unfortunately the reality has been while there's been many targets set over the last decade or so internationally um, countries have not been actually meeting those we're determined to ensure that we do at national level um, from, a, from an agriculture and food point of view um, Shane um, we're currently waiting on and will shortly in the next couple of months receive our figures for emissions reductions from last year I'm very confident we will see a reduction um, from last year um, which will bring us below our 2018 base level um, and we'll be one of the few sectors of the economy that actually will achieve that um, and that's something that when we will continue to seek to build on but it doesn't just need to be an agriculture obviously this is something we have to do right across the economy but also yeah. it's something really important that we all have to do in our everyday lives well, the, the agriculture is, is a big cause of our greenhouse not not the sole one by any means but it is a major cause of greenhouse gas please it's, and, it's, and it's a significant contributor to actually the, the effort to bring about emissions across the board and okay. that needs um, to be recognised you, you well. spoke about the biodiversity challenge what about this, uh, the, the widespread um, uh, burning of uh, gorse uh, in, in parts of the country? Uh, how does that fit in with uh, meeting that biodiversity challenge? Not very well, I, I, I would put it to you. I know it's, 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 it's now banned from March the 1st until I think it's the end of September. Uh, but is there still a place really for burning, uh, for farmers burning gorse in this day and age when, when we really shouldn't be burning anything? There can be where it is done appropriately, but absolutely not where it's done inappropriately and at inappropriate times of the year. So from the 1st of March now till the 1st of September, it is illegal. There is uh, very heavy fines and indeed prosecution and uh, um, for anybody that actually breaks that law. Yeah. Um, it's important in terms of how we manage our landscape that we manage it in a way that has the Is that ever prosecuted, by the way? For, for there, there is absolutely. Every year there is, there, there is fines administered and uh, people uh, brought and prosecuted in relation to this. Um, and it's something working closely with uh, the National and you Park. Wildlife appro- service chain that we take very seriously. Yeah, you mentioned appropriate and inappropriate. I think most people instinctively would say it's never appropriate to set fire to land. There's got to be a better way. Like in terms of biodiversity, in terms of we know there's an increase in uh, uh, people suffering from asthma in the area when these things happen. I mean, like we used to burn our rubbish out in the back garden. We don't do that anymore. Why are we still burning land? No, certainly not. And listen, it's about appropriate land management. Um, and obviously, we have many measures in the, the acre scheme, which, you know, we just announced yesterday, for example, makes a, will make a significant contribution uh, in relation to how we address that. But um, it, there is, and in small instances, it can be uh, a measure um, of, in terms of making sure, for example, that uh, land is managed in a way that doesn't lead to fires at other times of year, uh, which can be very damaging and very hard to control. Are they not but always damaging, small, I suppose, that's is, my point. It is, it is damaging. Very, it is, it is a very, it's a very small, it's a, a very small part of the overall land management approach, okay. and one which is very strictly controlled. Uh, final question to you, uh, Minister. Lots of reports today in the papers about energy companies facing a new levy on above normal uh, profits. We've seen lots of reports of people with huge uh, electricity bills and so on. What's your position on the idea of some kind of tax? Our levy on, um, on on super normal profits uh, of energy companies is it something you personally favour? Uh, it's absolutely something we'll be looking at very closely, and we we will consider if we don't see um, prices actually reduced appropriately, given what's happening in the market and the energy markets now. We haven't seen prices come down enough yet, um, and they need to come down. And our message to all of the energy providers is that needs to be delivered to consumers from a government point of view. In the past, over the past year, we've taken exceptional measures to help 
uh, families um, through the very challenging bills involved in relation to energy. Um, and we certainly hope that we are over and over the worst of that. And certainly in terms of the international energy markets, it's, it's reflecting that. But we need to see that now translate to homeowners uh, and to businesses. And uh, if we don't, the government will, will consider all options um, to actually ensure that that happens and ensure that nobody is profiteering in the back of the hardship that people have had to face in terms of energy, uh, heating their homes and running their businesses over the past year. Agriculture Minister Charlie McConnell-Logue, uh, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.